given the fact that we are all going through this incredibly difficult period in all of our lives, now more than ever, having empathy for our customers is crucial. You are listening to the Business, Innovation and Technology podcast by Facebook. If you want to learn from industry leaders about new trends and products that can grow your business, then this is the podcast for you. Today, we're joined by Jory Waterman, who's an industry manager at Facebook, to discuss how brands can best prepare for the holiday season ahead. With the shift to digital, this holiday season presents a new set of challenges for brands to navigate. Jory shares her best practices and recommendations from her years of industry experience. So as the holiday season approaches, digital sales continue to grow and online experiences are more pivotal than ever. All while, as we see in the news and all around us, the manufacturing delays, shipping scarcity and and decreases in drivers, lorry drivers, transportation personnel are presenting new and really uncertain challenges for, for many businesses out there. You know, I experienced myself this recently with trying to order a sofa. You know, I ordered it in May and it finally arrived in September. But anyway, I digress. So. I wanted to first introduce today uh, Jory Waterman, who's our industry manager of enterprise e-commerce at Facebook, to really dig in and help discuss some of these challenges and share how businesses can best prepare for the holiday period up ahead and try and take some of this account to maximize on what they're able to do. Welcome to the podcast, Jory. Please start by just telling us a little about yourself and, and what it is you do. Thanks so much, Jordan. It's a pleasure to be here. As you said, I'm an industry manager at Facebook, and I've been at Facebook for just over a year and a half now. I've been in internet marketing for over 23 years, in particular focused on e-com for the past 10 of them, and have always been fascinated by creating better and deeper connections between businesses and consumers, helping businesses find the language they need to create those connections, and ultimately helping consumers solve the problems that they have. But most importantly, I am a nature lover, a mom, generally just love being with family. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you here today yeah. and great to have you being able to share some of your experience and knowledge on on the topic at hand. So with that, let's jump straight in really. And I guess what I'd love to start with is we've all noticed and seen the changes in how people consume media and shop over the last 18 months with COVID. You know, a lot of these habits have shifted online. There's a lot of change in, in really across all generations about how people are using online and digital to to do shopping so as people start to think about you know the holiday season coming up and how they can think about and adapt to these changes like where would you start in in that whole topic of maximizing what they can do with these shifts in behaviors that we're seeing not go away from what happened during covid i think first and foremost really leaning in leaning into the opportunity that digital presents with empathy and curiosity And what I mean by that is the following. So one, because things have shifted online, it makes digital be your primary, if not your only touch point with your consumer. So thinking about your digital presence and in particular your Facebook presence as your flagship store becomes even more crucial than I think it was before. And what do I mean by that? I mean that we have to recognize that often the only interaction that consumers will have with us may be through Facebook. It may be through digital. Anything we can do to share the message of our brand, the intent of our brand, the value of the products we're selling is crucial. There are a variety of touch points. One, making sure that we are where our consumers are. So if our consumers are shopping on Instagram, so I I think about it too. Over the course of the pandemic, 
I think every new piece of clothing I've purchased has been inspired by an Instagram ad that appeared in my feed. Over the summer, I spent a long weekend in Montauk. I was shocked when I drove by and I saw a store that I had only seen before on Instagram. And I think that they had really taken an Instagram first approach. But when I walked in the store, it was like Instagram had come alive. The opportunity that they created, I think really through COVID, but then also backing it up in almost kind of a surprising place with the physical presence, it made me feel deeply connected to the brand. And I think that's an opportunity that we have that digital really enables. So we've got the opportunity to leverage tools and technologies to maintain respectful, empathetic communication with our customers. And I think we have the responsibility to do that. So what do you think brands can do as they run up to the holiday period if they haven't necessarily done that much on Instagram before? You know, there are very experienced brands out there who have embraced, as you say, Instagram and got Instagram first and then sort of gone back into the, the physical world and brought that presence and experience back to that physical space and shaped how they do their business in the real world based on how people have perceived it and interacted with it online. But for people who are going in the opposite direction, you know, either having a traditional physical store or never having really done or experienced what Facebook can offer, like what advice or what guidance would you be giving them in how they could leverage the platforms coming up to a lot of the, a lot of the holiday and, and big sale periods that come with that time as well? It's a really great question. And it's a particularly complex one right now, especially as many businesses are struggling with staffing challenges too. So how does a business find the resources to be able to invest the time and energy into creating new programs on Instagram or on Facebook across the Facebook family of apps and tools? My number one recommendation is to leverage third-party partners. Facebook has a network of already integrated Facebook business partners that can help you move fast. And moving fast, I think, is more important than ever right now to lean into technologies and opportunities, things like live shopping. Live shopping is the, an experience that you can create for your consumers or an experience between your brand and your consumers where you are showcasing products and giving your consumers an opportunity to interact live with you while on Instagram Live or Facebook Live. It's important not only in the actual moment of creating the live shopping experience, but you can also then leverage that content post the event. So you're creating, you're creating content that is entertaining. You are creating content that supports community. And ultimately, you're creating content that drives business for you. That's one example. Another example might be leaning into new creatives, be it AR and VR. There's a, a really fabulous example from HEB, who is a grocery chain from Texas. And they leaned into AR and VR to drive holiday sales and drive ad recall during holiday. They saw a tremendous response by adding some levity to their advertising and really inspiring their consumers to have fun with their brand. And I think entertainment is a real key and something that we all need to think about as we design creative for this season and beyond. So just to dig in there a little on, on the live shopping piece, for someone like myself, you know, I, I know the concept of live shopping uh, and, I, and I have experienced it in, in small ways on the platform, but there'll, there'll be many people out there who you say live shopping, they think about you know, those programs that run between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. where you know, it's the, it is, that's live shopping, you know, live tele shopping. And traditionally that might be where 
people's minds go to. So what is it do you think that differentiates live shopping now from how live shopping was done traditionally? I think the biggest difference has to do with who you have representing your brand and the medium, right? As I mentioned earlier, it's not only about that moment when live shopping is happening. You also have that content that you can use later. Let's say you might have an influencer being the host. Maybe it's if you're the proprietor of your company, maybe you are leading it. So consumers really have an opportunity to connect with you one-on-one. It's ultimately about that creating that connection with your brand directly, and it's much more personal. So one of the things that obviously people are going to have to deal with when it comes to the holiday period is all of this uncertainty around around shipping delays. Like I'm not sure if you've experienced any shipping delays where you are at the moment, but you know, here in the UK where I'm based, you know, things are heavily delayed. Like I mentioned at the start around my sofa that took, you know, the best part of four months to come here. With businesses and, and brands and even smaller shops who who might not necessarily have all of the capabilities and facilities to try and manage some of this, like what guidance would you would you advise them when it comes to how to just act in this world of uncertainty where you're not quite sure when the product's going to arrive, but the holiday season has fixed dates where things need to be there by. So how would you approach that sort of uncertainty and making sure that people are not disappointed if when those dates you know, come and go and their stuff ne- not, hasn't necessarily arrived? I had a very similar experience to what you had as well around shipping delays in furniture. In particular, I ordered outdoor furniture in December of last year, and it arrived three weeks ago just in time for summer to be over. The example of the company that I, that I ordered from, they did exactly what I think that you don't want a company to do. They didn't communicate clearly about when the updated shipping date would be. When they did finally communicate about an updated shipping date, it was wrong. They never apologized. They didn't do anything that would encourage me to work with them as a brand again. If anything, they shared confusing information. And the lesson from that, I'm not sure what the experience you had with the brand you were working with, but the lesson that I took from that, now more than ever, the importance of communication. We have these moments where we can either build and strengthen relationships or we can hurt them. And we can lean into technology to help us really build those relationships, even in moments when we're not delivering everything as we would hope to when things aren't moving as smoothly as as intended. Think about leveraging tools like business messaging with WhatsApp or Instagram or Messenger, being where your customers are and being able to communicate with them instantly or with regular empathetic updates. You know, and we mentioned this a little bit too, given the fact that we are all going through this incredibly difficult period in all of our lives. Now more than ever, having empathy for our customers is crucial. It will truly help us build those the, the building blocks of a relationship for the future. And we've got the ability to do so without having to add a massive amount of staff because we can lean into tools that are available to us to help communication. So thankfully, you know, I think my experience was slightly better. Yeah, I was aware that it was going to be very delayed, but what you know you, you mentioned tools and ways of being able to communicate better like what what practical things would you expect as a as a as the buyer you know what would you have liked to have actually had happen like what would have been the perfect experience in that situation for you you know obviously 
recognizing the, that it was going to be delayed, if having it not be delayed would have been perfect. It would have been great to have my outdoor furniture when the spring hit and the lilac tree was blooming outside my window, et cetera. Recognizing that that wasn't going to happen, I would have liked to have, have had a relatively regular cadence of updates from the company, maybe even once a month, once I was aware that it was going to be delayed six, seven, eight, nine months from the point that I had purchased it. An update from them indicating when, what their estimated timeline was, recognizing they knew the order was still in process, perhaps following up with a discount or encouragement for me to consider other products that they might have, something to help engender loyalty and trust that they were still actively working with me as a customer, rather than my feeling like I had gone into a bit of a black hole. Yeah, nobody wants to feel like they've, uh, they're just another number in a spreadsheet in a sense. Like, you know, you still want to have, feel like you have that personal connection, even when things aren't necessarily going the way you would hope. So changing tack slightly, I wanted to touch on what a lot of people think about when it comes to the holiday season, which is, you know, those big tentpole moments, you know, you have the Black Friday, you have Cyber Monday, you know, you have a lot of other holidays, you know, in the US, you have Thanksgiving as well around that time. And then you obviously you have the run up to, to the, the big Christmas period and the you know, big Christmas day at the end of December. So with all of this uncertainty that is in the air at the moment, but we have these big temple dates, like how, how should people approach them? Like how should people change if, you know, if they've always done these big sales on these key holiday dates, like, is there anything you think they should do differently this time around, given how people's behaviors have changed, given the uncertainty with deliveries uh, at the moment for, for this period? Yeah, I think we should do everything we can to encourage a smoother peak season and smoother delivery, both for our teams and also for our consumers. One way to do that is to think about creating your own mega sale day in advance of those peak days, in advance of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. We've seen that people really love that. People love being considered part of a community of a brand and taking part in that basically creating demand in advance of a time when there is more natural demand. Doing what you can to spread the interest and also to do what, do what you can to ensure that you have inventory and that it will not be impacted or minimally impacted by shipping delays in such a way that it won't disappoint a holiday shopper. That's a really key idea. Another thought is to start your Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales earlier. So instead of, let's say, in the United States, starting on Thanksgiving on a Thursday, start on Monday. Not only will that help spread the demand out for your consumers, but it will also help ease some of the stress of launching peak sale days for your employees. The key here is spread out the demand as much as possible and message early to consumers that it's possible that there will be shipping delays and things may be out of stock. Another thing to think about too is pre-orders, enabling a pre-order functionality on your site so that you can plan inventory and demand more carefully. And you use that opportunity as well to continue building a relationship with your customers. So I just want to dig into one of the, the points that you mentioned earlier on there and, and that was around businesses being able to understand what's going on when it comes to you know spreading that peak being able to you know pull pull for orders forward in terms of pre-orders being able to move those mega sales days uh to be instead of the spikes you know to be something that is more spread out so as people think about that time you know what things should they be thinking about when it comes to how they they measure their campaigns or how they 
approach even when it comes to the different creative strategies they could employ or the different approaches they have if they have more time to play with than just these you know very big 24-hour periods that traditionally didn't leave much opportunity for doing any of those sorts of things. Yeah, Jordan, there's a lot in there. Measurement is key. You didn't mention this, but forecasting is key too. And I think we should talk about that and obviously creative. I'll start with measurement. From a measurement perspective, now more than ever, it is important to have multiple approaches to the way you measure your media. The advertising landscape is changing radically right now. And we need to leverage as many touch points as we can to determine what is true for our business. We call this 3D measurement. I recommend that you leverage an analytics partner who is an expert in doing this and lean into some of those Facebook business partners to help you really understand the value of your investment on Facebook and beyond. From a forecasting perspective, I think now more than ever, and this is one of the real benefits of digital, is that we can lean into demand. I recommend that businesses determine a maximum allowable efficiency so that they don't cap themselves. And if there is demand and if they have the product and inventory to meet it, that they can be there and be there in a responsible way that helps a business grow while also helping satisfy the needs of a consumer. Finally, creative feels like a, a hard transition from measurement and forecasting, but creative is ultimately what drives it. We have the opportunity and frankly, the obligation to entertain with our creative right now. And doing that through things like leveraging influencers or AR and VR that we talked about earlier, making sure that we use every moment we have to create a deeper connection with consumers. And whether that is through providing an impression of what our brand is and what it means, or sharing a product with some type of value proposition that will inspire a customer to act. We've got the ability to create great creative, doesn't have to be, and frankly, it may be better if it's not highly polished creative, but let's call it lo-fi creative. We can lean into that and really provide the content that consumers want and need and entertain them while we build our brand and while we build our sales. So when people think about creative, they generally get put off by the, the heavy investment that needs to be done, or you know, that's the natural instinct. You, know, you think about people's natural reaction to shooting video, it, it can be quite daunting to think about the best way to shoot video. But when it comes to being able to understand what's working well and the different types of creative available, as you said, we've talked about AR, VR, we've talked about live shopping, you know, and then there's all the other potential ways of engaging. Like, How should people approach testing and understanding what's working when it comes to the holiday season ahead? Yeah, well, and not just with the holiday season ahead, but with the changes that we're seeing in the advertising landscape, I recommend testing, testing, and more testing. And in fact, if we were to look beyond holiday and look at 2022, that's really the theme of how we need to approach it. We need to carefully measure the incrementality of the investments that we are making and look at, a creative, look at it on a creative by creative basis, in particular, thinking about creative fatigue. There are some brands, especially e-com brands, who overly rely on dynamic advertising, which may simply be a product on a white background. We know that there are opportunities for those brands to create deeper relationships with consumers by going beyond that. And it's something really important for e-com e companies to consider right now. So what would be something you would 
say to those brands and how they could go beyond that to actually build that more customer centric and, and that more personalized experience? I would actually really start with business messaging. I would start with making sure that customer service is front and center, especially in social. If your customers have questions and they are on Facebook or on Instagram or in WhatsApp, be there to answer those questions immediately and be there to answer them with empathy and care and inspiration. That for me is, is the first step. The second step is about generating more love for the products that you have. Leveraging other voices too. I think we've talked a little bit about influencers. We call them creators at Facebook. Lean into creators. It also will help you with creative production issues that you briefly mentioned. It does not have to be a hard process to create great content. And there are legions of influencers out there who you can tap into and leverage to share what they love about your brand to their audiences, helping you go beyond the, the core audience that you may already have. Final question for you, Jory, and it's a rapid fire one, if you can. What is the single thing you would want people to take away as they start thinking about the holiday season ahead? You know, I know you said the single thing. I don't know that I can boil it down to one. But what I would say is empathy first for your customers and for your team. Lean into new technologies. Leverage partners to help you lean in and move fast. Test, test, and test again. Learn what is working for you and have flexibility by understanding how far you can go with your budget and entertain them. Do everything you can to create an entertaining experience and make your customers love you. Awesome. Well, no, thank you very much, Joy, for, for joining us today on the podcast. You know, I think we've covered a lot of great points. You know, I think the ideas around spreading demand are key, given, you know, there's such a focus on these temple days traditionally, you know, how people can approach that and spread them out and, and pull that demand forward, I think is great advice and feedback. And I just personally want to say, you know, thank you very much for joining and sharing your thoughts and knowledge with us all today on the podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review.